Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I am your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I know that time is that one commodity that you just can't get back and I'm always honored when someone carve some time out to to spend with me. So today we're going to be talking about the the franchise industry, but in the service industry, Um, specifically house painting. So I recently read some statistics about that, and these were stats for 2022. Um, One said that the interior painting, that interior painting was among the top service project uh, projects in 2021 one of the top um, service projects in 2021 Uh, interior painting can cost from twenty five hundred to eight thousand dollars of course depending on the size of the house and this was interesting as well Uh, the market size of the house painting contractors industry in the US has grown 3.7% each year from 2017 to 2022. And so you see that there is certainly a trend here, and it's certainly a a growing industry. And um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And my guest is Tim and Kimber Montgomery. I'm sorry, I just stumbled over that. Tim and Kimber Montgomery. Uh, Tim and Kimber are uh, directors of franchise development for That One Painter Franchise. That One Painter Franchise uh, was founded in 2011 and is a professional painting service franchise providing 18 different services. Oh, by the way, Tim and Kimber, they wear another title. They are the parents of Stephen Montgomery, who is the founder of That One Painter. Please help me in welcoming Tim and Kimber to the show. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the show today. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Um, You know, the service industry is absolutely not going to go away. So when you look at uh, services that are needed, when you look at franchise concepts, I tell you the service industry is here to stay. Now, before we get started talking about um, that one painter, um, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, Tim, tell me a little bit about your background, and then, Kimber, I'd love to hear about yours as well. Thank you. Hi, you bet. So I have been up until one month ago in the automotive industry for a total of about 24, 25 years uh, as a service advisor. The last 
nine years was at BMW of Austin. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun brand to work with. Uh, enjoyed the clientele. Loved the cars. Uh, but my son has been uh, kind of circling around for the last couple of years, uh, hoping to get me on board with his company. And uh, that came to pass. He finally poached me from BMW about a month ago. And I am absolutely loving the opportunity, love what we do, love the brand that we now represent, and am in love with the opportunity that it gives people uh, to really change their lives by owning their own business. Yeah, so you certainly have some background in customer service, and that is what the service industry is all about is that customer service. So I know you bring great value to that one painter. Kimber, tell me a little bit about your background as well. Uh, my background's a little more varied than Tim's. Um, straight out of, I just did community college, and out of that, I've worked in insurance companies for a while, state farm insurance, um, and, you know, sold ho- um, home and auto insurance. And then we spent 12 years um, traveling um, as missionaries with our kids, so I really just kind of did that um, for 12 years. And I came back in the last 15 years. I've been um, in the um, real estate industry. I sold houses for six years here in Austin, Texas, and then um, had a life change due to health, and I got into the title company and been there for for the last um, 10 years, and I'm really happy to have my passion back, which is sales. So I'm mm-hmm. back in sales with um, that one painter. You know, Kimber, what you described, um, I think, is um, a great opportunity for your son to tap into your ability probably to read people. Um, because um, um, selling homes, um, that's an emotional buy. And it it has to be handled very delicately, just like someone who is looking to purchase a business, right? Yes. And um, it's... Selling a home is a long process usually. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not a decision people make overnight. So, and I also got my license because, you know, I wasn't the the smartest cookie (laughs) around. I got my license in 2008. So, oh, we know what happened then, don't we? (laughs) Yes. When I was cutting my teeth in real estate, everyone was having a very difficult time with real estate. Mm-hmm. And so it was, um, that's what I loved about it, though, was helping people re- who needed to change their circumstance in, in where they lived and helping walk them through that, despite the fact that it was a very difficult market. Mm-hmm. And so exactly what you're saying. I had clients that I talked to for over two years before they were able to yeah. get the job they wanted or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. And But a lot of people were in a kind of a desperate situation, needing to mm-hmm. um, sell or buy. And so really, really it did make you very uh, – really made me attuned to people and what they need and how to walk yeah. them through a very long process which yeah. I think relates to franchising because you don't wake up one day and think I'm going to buy a franchise and do that in the next month. You know, it's, yeah. it's a process and it's a long, yeah. um, a long haul for a yeah. lot of people. Some people have been doing a lot. When I meet them, they've already been doing the research and already been making the plans for it. Um, uh, but the vast majority, it's kind of a new thing and we got to walk them through that process 
And it's yeah. a lifestyle change if you're going to be mm-hmm. owner-operator, much like selling and buying a home is a mm-hmm. lifestyle change. And so it is a big process. Um, yeah, so... Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, Stephen's story. So, Tim, can you share just a little bit about where did where did this come from and the name? I'm sure there's something about that name, uh, a story behind the name. There is. There is. So uh, when Stephen was in high school, I had taught him to paint, and, uh, and then we kind of moved on and and from there, and then when Stephen went off to school, he came home his first couple of summers and was kind of, you know, looking at what would make sense to do in the summers. And we're like, you know what? Paint a house. Paint a couple houses. Mm-hmm. Paint while you're home on the summer because you can do a lot better than working for somebody, you know, right. for those few months. So he did that, did really well. And then I think it was about his third summer, he had decided that he wanted to get married. And at that point, he decided to get really serious about the business. So he really began to work it and focus because, you know, now it wasn't just making some money uh, during those summer months in school, but now it was going to be a matter of supporting the family. Mm. So the name... Uh, came because in the beginning, when he started out, it was literally one guy with a paintbrush, hence the name that one painter. Mm. Kimber suggested to him as he began moving forward, is that the name you want long term? And he's like, absolutely yes, because it tells my story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. his progression as he, he began getting really serious about painting, uh, he would tell you that his first uh, a few years, he was self-employed, and then yeah. one day he realized, I'm going to put the painting brush down, and I'm going to turn this into a business. I'm going to start treating it like a full-on business. So that's when he started really going into hiring crews, and he focused on managing the business and growing it. And he used a lot of different uh, sources for his knowledge growing, and uh, uh, he went to B&I's, and As he progressed, he then realized that he, instead of a business, he could go, first of all, he went from self-employed to having a business to thinking, I could turn this into a full-on company. And I remember at that stage, he would tell me the various people that he was mentoring under online. And uh, one of them, I can't remember some of the names, Kimber, the one name comes to mind is Barbara Corcoran off of Shark mm-hmm. Tank. And I remember right. what he told me he got from her is when you start making money, don't cash that money out. Hire more employees. Keep staffing mm-hmm. on. Build your business. I know he got that from her and immediately applied it. But I don't know, Kimber, if you remember some of the other names. Some pretty big names that he mentored under. And that, and, and then you can maybe pick up, Kimber, of how he yeah. went from that well, to the franchise. Of- if you, I'll go back just a little bit. So I was in real estate. Stephen came home his first school break, which was like a two-week break, and he goes, Mom, I want to work. And I had just sold a house, and these clients wanted to paint their home. And so he painted for them, and he really liked that. So it got so that every time he came home from school, because he went out to school out in California, 
he would come home and between myself and my girlfriend's clients, we would kind of keep him busy during every school break. And um, so he was, he got his, his clients, initial clients from realtors. And, um, went, but when he came home um, at two, after two years of school, he came home and said, I don't want to go back. I can make money painting and I want to do that. And I want to get married. His dad and I handed him a book. I handed him um, the four hour work week. And his dad yeah. handed him rich dad, poor dad, and told him, yeah. read these and then talk to us. Mm. And um, so he did. <laughs> and that's kind of just always where he was. He, he was always somebody who wanted to learn. Stephen, when he was three years old, asked me how he, what he could do to earn money. He wow. always wanted a job. And one yeah. of the conversations he and I had incessantly, every time we were in the car, on a drive or something, he would start in on it. And he'd go, Mom, what other jobs are there? And wow. I would... I would tell him different jobs, you know, and I would feel stumped once and I'd be like, man, I think I've told you everything, kid. I can't think. But it really made me aware to start paying attention to what people do. And I remember mm-hmm. one time I came home, I was really excited because I had sat beside somebody on an airplane and he was someone who wrote math books for um, grade schools. And I remember being like, oh, I never thought of that. I never thought about the author of a math book for, for mm-hmm. schools. And I came home and told Stephen about that. And so he's constantly asking, how can I make money? And constantly asking, what kind of jobs are there from the time he was old enough to have, uh, to have full conversations? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, he had that work ethic and that desire. So we started feeding him the books to read and and. and, and uh, telling him to need to educate himself, and he yeah. did. I mean, it's not like we had to push it. He was very willing to take up, and so he, like Tim said, he started mentoring under certain people and following them on whatever sources he had, and just really listening and educating himself. And and you know, so much of it, um, starting from an entrepreneur, uh, so much of it is self-taught in the beginning. Um, yes. And you just have to continue to move forward. I was in banking for 30 plus years. However, mm-hmm. I have done, uh, I left in 2004 and I have done more self-development since leaving than I did in that whole 30 years that I was there. <laughs> yes. Because yes. y'all know that you have to be able to take that next step. You have to be able uh, to um, think, be an innovative thinker. Uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. just you, an entrepreneur to me is someone who has created a job for themselves. And there is nothing wrong with that. Please don't send me any hate mail, folks. But there is nothing (laughs) wrong with if Stephen had wanted to stop and just paint houses the rest of his life, he could have probably made a very good living. But he had a bigger vision, and I love that. Let's go into a little bit about what are some of the services that um, that that one painter actually offers. Uh, We offer 18 services, um, and um, they're the normal services that you you know you you think of when you think painting, interior, exterior, you know, deck and fence staining. Um, you know, cabinets. Um, we do a lot of that here in Austin. They re- uh, paint and refinish a lot of cabinets. Um, and, um, you know, the caulking and drywall repair. Um, we do epoxy flooring, like in garages. Right. And um, 
We do one, two services that were the only franchise um, last we checked um, that does these. We do lime washing and masonry flat. And these are very um, old materials, um, old, old uh, way of painting. It's a European way. And what you're painting with lime washing and masonry flat is either stone or brick. And stone oh. or brick should not be painted. When you paint stone or brick, it seals it, allowing moisture to get between the, the brick um, and the paint. And so the mm. paint either peels and or it, there's a mold problem. And it also mm. looks kind of plasticky. I don't know if you've ever yeah. really looked at it a home that's painted brick. Yeah. It's shiny yeah. and it looks like plastic and it doesn't look good. Yeah. Masonry flat and lime washing are a masonry product. And um, they go on differently, and they allow the brick and stone to breathe. And Austin, we have a lot of older homes, you know, especially in the central, um, in Austin itself, not in the suburbs. And so a lot of people are wanting a change of look, and they're doing this masonry um, um, flat and lime washing, and it looks really good. And mm-hmm. it comes, it has a great warranty, and it is healthy or much healthier for the stone and brick. So that's that's one thing that we do. We also do odor removal and popcorn removal, not movie, pop, movie oh, well. popcorn, the popcorn on yeah. the ceiling. Yeah. That's a really yeah. – it's it's an, it's a hard job. It's a nasty job. People don't want to do it themselves, and so we do a lot of that. And pressure washing, stucco repair, cell-ready mm-hmm. kind of is something we also do because Stephen got his start with realtors. Um, and he works with, he still works for, you know, those realtors and their clients and gets a lot of referral work still from those very same realtors. Mm-hmm. He helps them with cell ready, which is very small, minor things that most mm-hmm. painters won't cover, like maybe switching out the um, light switch plates and things sure. like that, just real small things. But it helps mm-hmm. the realtors, and he works a lot with pretty managers also. So they do a lot of that. And then we do some commercial painting. Austin is primarily what we do here is is residential. um, And it varies year to year, but he does maybe 20% commercial. And um, they keep busy enough that they haven't really pursued the commercial too hard um, Mm -hmm. because they have some – Stephen keeps 15 to 18 crews um, busy almost year-round in Austin. Wow. So yeah. when, I, when as you're talking, Kimber, I'm thinking, look, I don't have any experience in any of that. So, Tim, when you are looking um, for a franchisee, are you looking for someone who has experience in the painting industry? That is a great question. And if people approach us uh, about the possibility of a franchise, oftentimes they have an initial objection, which is I don't want to paint or hand in hand, I don't know much about painting. Right. And what we tell them is that's great because you're never going to lift the paintbrush. You're going to run the business and you'll learn everything you need to know about painting as you go along. But I'll share a story about one young guy was an IT and he bought one of the first franchises when we started franchising 17 months ago in the Dallas area, and he knew absolutely nothing about painting 
to the extent he did not know even what a baseboard was in a house. Okay, and well. So, <laughs> so, his initial uh, homework assignment was start watching some HGTV. And, and he did. He learned, he learned. But so he struggled because he had such a level of non-knowledge about the field. He struggled for the first three months. But uh, he finished out his first year just recently here with very, very good, healthy uh, revenues, and he has already staffed that store out at the one-year mark, and now he manages it just, you know, kind of from afar and uh, is helping us here in the Austin store uh, with some marketing uh, in mm-hmm. that department. And it's uh, – so in other words, you – you don't have to be afraid of the business. It's a great business, and you're not personally going to be painting, so that's not an issue. And you'll learn about the process as you go along. So you mentioned a couple of things that raise a question for me. Um, you said uh, you mentioned the word store. Is this a brick and mortar? No, oh, Tim. A, bless his heart. Tim has been in um, auto stores for 25 okay. years and he always gotcha. says store okay. <laughs> it's, <location. laughs> it's not brick and mortar um it's yeah just a habit of his to say store um gotcha. it is something you can work from home um okay. if you are owner operator the joke is you work from your truck because <laughs> you're yep. out there all day um mm-hmm. but yeah definitely not brick and mortar and that's um one of the things that makes it an affordable franchise and when someone is thinking about getting started, maybe they're at the point they're going, okay, so I'm, I'm ready to take the next step here. What is, um, how many employees do you suggest okay. that they start with? It depends on the model they're going to do. If they're going to be owner-operator or owner-semi-absentee. And so if you're going to operate the business, you would start yourself. And you would do everything yourself for probably to about the six-month mark. Three to six months depends on how your sales are. And by doing everything, what that means is you're going to get up on a Monday morning, you're going to look at your calendar, you're going to see that you have three quotes to go on. In other words, you're going to show up at someone's home, see the scope of work, and give them an estimate on the job. And um, your calendar uh, appointments are set by our appointment center. So it really allows you to focus on revenue. And you get up on Monday morning, you see, oh, I have three appointments. You drive to those homes. You walk through it with the client. We teach you're you're coached and trained how to speak to them. One of the things that we teach is not to speak like a contractor, to speak like a home decorator Mm. or a realtor. Um, and to find out what are their goals um, and vision for the home. Are you here long-term? Is this something you're doing so you're getting ready to sell the home? Because there are going to be different recommendations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're getting ready to sell the home, it may be, well, let's go more neutral, you know, mm-hmm. and let's go kind of the not the top-of-the-line paint because, mm-hmm. you know, they're most likely going to repaint as they want different colors. Right. And so we teach you how to do that. And then once you land the job, you're going to have work and set up um, contractors, and you're going to call those subcontractors and schedule them for the jobs, and then oversee the job and make sure it gets done. After the three to six months is when people start hiring their first hire, 
and you're, they, they, our franchisees are coached to hire their weakness. So if they're really good at the sales, keep doing the outside, which we call estimating in the paint world. Or mm-hmm. if they're good at, if they prefer the project management, then oversee the jobs and coordinate between the owner, homeowners. Um, and so you'll hire one person, whichever one is not your strength. And then after you get more work, you'll probably, like Daniel's case, as Tim was just telling you, his staff is two people. He has mm-hmm. one estimator, the person who goes out and sells the jobs, and one project um, manager. Okay, Kimber, let's yeah. back up just a little bit here. You mentioned about outsourcing it. Um, what does that look like, and how do I find um, painters mm-hmm. that I can outsource that to? Because trust yeah. me, you do not want me painting your walls <laughs> because there will be drips and there will be drops, yep. and I I don't know how to do that. And Tim, just right. like you said earlier, I really don't want to do that, to be honest. With you. <laughs> Most of us don't. Yeah, so we use subcontractors, and a subcontractor is not a laborer. A subcontractor is a team of people who have chosen to paint as their trade. And so they're skilled tradespeople. And our team teaches you where to go to find them, how to deal with them, we have a subcontractor agreement that they all have to sign, and we also have a lot of this stuff in, in Spanish as well um, mm-hmm. for them. And um, no, you don't need to speak Spanish um, in order to deal with subcontractors. Mm-hmm. I'm fluent in Spanish. I grew up in Mexico and Belize. My mm-hmm. son can order a taco. You know, he doesn't know <laughs> Spanish at all. And um, he has done great business without learning Spanish, and he's dealt with a lot of painters. And most of them, though they are Spanish speakers, they have learned how to speak about at least the job. Sure. You know, they've learned enough to communicate. And usually if one doesn't on the team, somebody on the team can be the person to communicate Mm -hmm. with. And, yes, there are bad tradespeople out there, exactly. Um, Our team tells our franchisees, go out and make relationships with hand painters. And mm-hmm. nobody thinks they need 10. Well, you do because you're going to find one or two that you you wanted to meet with and they showed up late or didn't show. So right. you now know you don't want to call them to right. um, come to your home, your, your home to paint because you know their pattern already is show up or don't communicate. And then you're going to find some really good guys. And they've got great teams, but they're, all, they're busy. And so you need a few of those so that when you call Juan, Juan is busy, then you're going to go call Jose. And sure. Jose will say, I can't start on Monday, but I can do it on Tuesday. And gotcha. that's how it goes. And okay. so Very good. Um, our, team, our team is skilled at teaching you. Team of painters is one of the most difficult things. But once you get past that and you've got good painters painting for you, then it becomes much easier. Gotcha. Well, I tell you what, guys, I need to take a quick commercial break here, but uh, I know my listeners are like me and they love stories. Do you happen to have some stories that you could share with us when we come back from break? Absolutely. Great. (laughs) Great. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from Tim and Kimber Montgomery of That One Painter. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. 
From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm here today with Tim, Tim and Kimber Montgomery with That One Painter. So when we broke for commercial break, I asked if y'all happen to have some stories. Tim, do you have one you could share with us? I do, I do. Um, there's several we could share, but this one I really like. Uh, his name is Josh, and he was one of my coworkers at BMW of Austin. And uh, he had started out in our appointment center, and I had gone out to lunch with him one day and realized he was a super quality person. Came back from lunch and went to management and said, you need to promote him and bring him on board as a service advisor. And they very quickly did that. He did an excellent job in that new role and in his previous role as well. And then one day, you know, we would talk, visit, and one day I was telling him about my son and that he was franchising, and little did I know that Josh had been dreaming of franchising for years and knew stats and figures and and information on many companies out there. And when I told him, maybe on the second, third conversation as we were just chatting, he's like, can you send me all the information? I'm like, well, sure, absolutely. I had no idea that he had this interest. He looked it all over and was like, wow, this, this one makes sense. This is legit. So he started the process. He um, took a few months. He was scheduled to get married. So, of course, he finished that and got to the other side and and, uh, married his, his beautiful bride and then launched this franchise. And his story is a little bit interesting in that, uh, he used a variety of ways to fund it. He sold one of his BMWs to get cash. Uh, he sold some of his investments to get uh, capital. And then one little thing that he shared with me that I thought was real wise is he also took out a uh, personal loan enough to cover three months of salary mm-hmm. while he got started. And I love his story because what he told me is two months in, he was already cash positive and able to start paying himself. Wow. And uh, he has plans to – he's only a few months in, 
but already has plans to get several more franchises as he grows, and he has very big dreams, very big plans, and he's already successful, and I believe he's going to achieve a, a very high level of success franchising with that one. Yeah. Tim, one of the things that we didn't talk about when we were talking about that uh, franchise opportunity is what does the territory look like? Okay, great question. So there's two numbers that we look at, and the first is not nearly as important as the second. And the first number is we want there to be at least 200,000 people in the territory. But the real number that matters and is very important for success at least 30,000 what we call ideal home in a territory. And by ideal, we mean medium income or higher because mm-hmm. those are the people that are going to buy painting services. So mm-hmm. uh, we build them very robust. We are built for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love and that. those are the two that Tim and I always talk about. They get a lot of other factors into consideration also. Um, they take in like um, whether they're owner occupied or sure. um, rental properties, and a, a, a big variety of other of other things that they look at. Right. They'll use like natural boundaries, rivers, rail lines, you know, kind of so that they build a territory that is robust but also not arduous to get back and forth from. Sure, understand, understand. Yeah. Um, and and so uh, we were talking about stories. Um, Kimber, is there a story you could share with us as well? Um, yes, I would like to tell a story about um, our Paint It Forward program. We what is program the Paint It Forward program? Yes, um, it is a program um, where Stephen here in Austin, they ask the community to um, nominate someone in need, um, usually a homeowner or a nonprofit is nominated by the community. And in Austin, we um, paint four homes or four locations a year, um, and we uh, contribute the labor. And Sherwin-Williams partners and contributes the paint. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, at, during COVID, we um, there was a woman who – a uh, single mom, had a baby, got laid off, was, you know, in really in not a good place financially, and she, her home really needed painted, and we were able to come in and paint that home for her, and several Williams partnered, and she was nominated by the community around us, and what I love about that is it makes your community involved, and right now, one of our franchisees out in Bastrop, they're, they're painting. They're, they're doing a big project. They're painting a historical church building. Um, oh, and, yeah, we've had people do one franchisee. Actually, I think that was here in Austin. They did a youth center, uh, painted a youth mm-hmm. center. And so it's just a desire to give back. Stephen was raised by us um, on uh, overseas. We lived in Russia and we lived in Kenya and Australia with him when he mm-hmm. from three to fourteen is when we were gone with our kids, and so he and my parents were um, missionaries and my husband's parents were missionaries. So it comes from a long line of people who believe that you that you um, receive by giving, and um, uh, we have a real desire to give. The Paint It Forward program also supports um, uh, missions in Africa. That we also they've added um, business training to that 
because um, in Africa, people can get started in a business for a very low amount of money to us Americans in our mind, but to them it is money. And so um, we are able to go in and train uh, uh, on business and how to run well, a business. You know, one of the things that I'm noticing, guys, is when I talk to candidates, especially uh, the millennials, especially the younger generation, they look for concepts that have that social responsibility built into yeah. the concept. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love that you have that in there and it's very clear and um, it really, I would imagine it attracts, uh, that helps to attract that heart-centered business owners, if, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yes, I, I, I have candidates that um, have a decided to go ahead and become franchisees and the thing that they saw about us online they found us online was the, the pain it forward program mm -hmm. and yeah. it's it's not we are franchisees we ask them to do one a year because we mm -hmm. feel that um you know it will really bless them and mm -hmm. their community and um, we had one couple um they were determined when they started that their for that their first job was going to be their pain it forward well, they mm. didn't quite land that. They got a job that they had to start a couple of days before they did their paint it forward. Uh -oh. <laughs> but their second job was their paint it forward. And yeah. I love that spirit. I love that they that they joined and they they are like, no, we want to be part of this. This is what we, we this we love this. And like sure. you said, millennials, um, I find them to be very, like you said, very socially aware and socially responsible. And um, I. I love it. I love it because I love yeah. seeing it happen, you know. Absolutely. And there's, there's such a joy when your home is painted. Uh, mm -hmm. It just really makes you, um, I always say people tend to think, I get asked this, well, is painting recession proof? Well, my answer is yes. And the, because like right now, we're, you know, the, the um, people aren't buying as many new homes. So they're deciding mm -hmm. to stay in their homes longer and they're sure. painting them. And sure. um, as you mentioned earlier, um, the, the um, home services industry has continued to grow since um, 2017 and mm -hmm. it, every year it's a very it's a very strong industry and that's all the home services it's not just paint right exactly but, um, and it is kind of recession proof as long as there are structures of buildings and homes there will always they're going to need to be painted <laughs> very paint good paint is not a luxury it's a necessity yeah. and because it makes us so happy to have our house painted it, we sometimes tend to think well it's a luxury but it's not like this woman that we painted during COVID her home really needed painted and mm -hmm. boy did it look better when it was finished you know but yeah. she was so yeah. happy because she could drive up to her home and feel happy instead of sad about there's this job that I can't afford to do you know absolutely so, absolutely yeah so we're getting close yeah. to the end of the show Tim if somebody's listening and they want more information maybe they want more information about having someone come out and give them a quote or maybe they want more information about that franchise opportunity where would they go to find out more about that one painter? So it just they would Google thatonepainter.com, and on that site they can uh, connect to get an estimate for painting on their homes, and also it's got the whole page there as well uh, for them to check out our franchising opportunity. And it's the number and one, is that correct? The numerical yes, the one, number. so that yes, one very painter. Good. 
Very good. Yes. Very good. Or they could call Tim or I. Um, my phone number is 512-688-6240. Tim, you want to give yours? Mine is 512-762-4036, and we would love to visit with anybody who is interested. Very good. So we're down final three questions and All the right. first one is if there is someone listening purchasing a franchise what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process Kimber go ahead I would suggest that they contact someone either if they if they've decided the industry go directly to you can go directly to that industry if you like painting, please call us. But otherwise, um, get yourself a, a franchise um, consultant. They represent many brands, and um, they are able to help you decide what you might want to go for. Uh, it's a very big decision, but on the other hand, don't be fooled. Franchising is small um, world. It's, there's only 4,000 franchises in the um, U.S., and only 200 of those franchises have over 20 locations. So it isn't as big as it can seem, but um, did I say 200? It's only 2,000 that has over right. 20 locations. And so, it, it, but it does, having someone to walk with you, like a franchise consultant, um, is, is probably, they can help you in all the areas. If you need funding, they can help you where to, um, you know, direct you where to look for that. Um, we can also, but yeah, a franchise consultant should be very helpful to you, and, and I, I know they're willing and able. Perfect. Very good. Uh, Tim, what are two traits that you look for um, when you're looking for a successful franchisee? So work ethic, of course. Um, you've got to put the work in. Uh, that can taper back as you get into it, and that's kind of a whole other conversation getting to the four-hour work week. But, but um, uh, good work ethic and a self-starter and, and, and good with people. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, absolutely. And the final yeah. question here is, I know you all haven't been in franchising for long, but what does the future of franchising look like? It's a growing industry in general, all over, and I think that we're going to see more and more franchises, and um, I hope that the public realizes that it's not as scary as it can seem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. my husband and I looked into franchising when we were 23 years old, but we didn't know anything about franchising. We didn't know that there were franchise consultants, and mm -hmm. um, when we looked in, we thought we could never afford it. Uh, mm -hmm. Because some, most, a lot of people think of brick and mortar, and when you come to franchising, and I think the franchising world is much more than that, and that is something I didn't know for a long time. Right, absolutely. Well, we are down to the end of the show here, um, Tim. One more time, if someone wants more information about how to get in touch with you guys, um, the services you offer, offer, and that franchise opportunity, where would they go to find that? Two seven six 
Very good. Thanks again, guys, for being on the show. I know that you're a new concept, but I'm I'm certainly going to keep my eye on you guys, and I'd love to have you back maybe next year in six months or so to see where you are, because it certainly sounds like your son has has built a fire under that one painter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're ready here. We're 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 ready to run, and we're going quick. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks. Uh, And I'll certainly keep my eye on you and have y'all back next year. Thanks again, guys. Uh huh. Bye bye. So, guys, just keep in mind that there are so many different types of franchises out there, and I love to introduce you to different concepts. Now, the concept of house painting, that is certainly not unique. However, the concept of hiring subcontractors definitely puts you in a position where you get to choose. Do you want to paint the house? Do you want to have subcontractors? Do you want to be the business development person and grow the company? Then that is all your choice. So keep that in mind when you are looking at uh, concepts and considering leaving that corporate position. As always, I'm leaving you with a quote. This one goes like this. Don't close a sale. You open a relationship. I love that because that's exactly what that one painter does. They build relationships, especially in the community. This is a quote by Patricia Fripp. She is a sales coach. So, folks, thanks so much for being with me today, and I look forward to seeing you next time on All Things Franchising. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.